Welcome to another episode of What the Fuck Did I Just Watch? <laughs> Today on the show we're going to be talking about the movie I Heart Huckabees, which is a strange title because they actually put a heart instead of writing it out. So it's always a weird title to search online or stuff. I think that's why this movie kind of got overlooked a bit, or maybe people don't know about it quite as much as other movies with uh, the stellar cast of Naomi Watts, Mark Wahlberg, Lily Tomlin, Jason Schwartzman, Jude Law, Isabel Huppert, and the great Dustin Hoffman, which he has a fantastic performance in this movie. Yeah. I'm with my host... <laughs> MC Terror, MC Caddy Wampus. <laughs> <laughs> MC Caddy Wampus. I'm all disorientated. Greg Adams in the house, y'all. <laughs> How did you feel about I Heart Huckabees, Greg? It's so often, I can't believe, like, on these first handful of uh, podcasts, it's, it's still, I keep clarifying myself as certain nerds, but I'm definitely a philosophy nerd, and I really like this movie based on that. Definitely, uh, definitely philosophically based. Just a lot of it was. It was an interesting movie. A lot of ins, a lot of outs. <laughs> Anyways, um, the director David O. Russell. He also did uh, Three Kings and Flirting with Disaster. Um, yeah, this was like a comedy, but it was more of a philosophical journey that he took you on through these these different characters to try to present different theories and open minded. Uh, discussions about existentialism through these detectives played by uh, Dustin Hoffman and uh, Lily Tomlin and Isabel Huppert. Yep, it definitely was a, definitely a walk down the, a definitely like a make you think kind of movie, like get you to look at stuff in different ways. It wasn't like, even though like the main part of the movie was like, you know, this existential, like, you know, who am I? Just the nature of being that also did have characters who was the opposite of that too, who felt the exact opposite of it doesn't matter, you know, we just here to be here. So it took care of both of those. That was that was a pretty clever movie actually. I'm surprised I never heard of this for for it to be that old. Yeah, this movie came out in uh what when did this movie come out? It came out in um wait, oh four or something? Two thousand four, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um and I don't know when I found out about this movie. I don't think it was 2004, but it only could be like 2006. But I, I don't. I just remember every time I mentioned this movie that not a lot of people had seen it um, at the time. I don't know how well it did in the box office, but um, you know, with the cast, I thought more people would have known about this movie. And Jude Law, he gives a great performance in this movie. Uh, you know, he's one of the big actors, and Naomi Watts. This movie uh, basically presents two different. Uh, existential um explanations uh to the to the universe pretty much and uh the first one is introduced by dustin hoffman and lily tomlin you know the, the blank the blanket theory yeah. or are you talking about before that the blanket theory yeah <laughs> the go ahead ex theory. explain the blanket theory well i like the blanket theory because that's the um it's the theory that everything is is all like look at the whole everything that's combined in the world just as one blanket and everything is made out of that and don't matter how far how big the blanket is where you're out on the blanket in some way you're interwoven it's just it's just a blanket it's kind of like this you know it's kind of like when when the when everything formed and every you know it was just a bunch of stardust coalescing to a planet then everything formed from there that's that's the that's pretty much the definition of the blanket and everything just evolves from that and you know that and they made a they didn't chop they didn't chop into it that much but 
it was a it, that was that was a good opening to the movie. And it, it it made me feel like you know okay, I can do this movie for sure. I'm yeah. a nerd. I like when I first saw that blanket there. I said, "You got to be kidding me!" <laughs> <laughs> Just something I happen to be familiar with. Yeah, and it's Dustin Hoffman's rooting around with a blanket over his hands, and this mm-hmm. is you, and this is me, mm-hmm. and th- and this is the Eiffel Tower, mm-hmm. and this, this is a hamburger. This is the disease. This is the disease. It's all elements. That's the blanket. Pretty much the blanket theory. Just think of a blanket and all the threads just as elements. We are just elements put together and arranged in different ways. It's pretty much the the existentialism of the movie. And so basically uh, this, this movie gets, why we kind of watch this movie for this podcast is this movie can, can get kind of weird like that. Uh, especially when after they do the blanket theory, he, he go uh, Jason Schwartzman's character, which he plays the main character, I would say in this movie, if there is one main character, it would be Jason Schwartzman, uh, mm-hmm. his character, the activist uh, who writes poems. Uh, he goes into the isolation bag, and uh, they start showing. He start different things start running through his mind, and he's got to chop them up with a mm-hmm. machete, and it's all this weird stuff going on. So that does make I think that makes this movie kind of strange in yeah. a way. So it might turn people off, but it's all you know. I feel like the payoff is is good with all the uh, theories that it's presenting. Definitely was. And the comedy, too. Uh, I feel like this is Mark Wahlberg's best comedic performance. I give, yeah. I, <laughs> was I in this that. movie. I give him that. He definitely jumped into that character. He made. He had to have made that character. Nobody could, could not have told him to play that character that way. He 100%, I feel like he just made that character. He was just going crazy about the petroleum. Uh, getting in everybody's face, and he did not give a fuck this entire movie. Like he was just strong arming people, and it was it was a hilarious character, and it all would come back to petroleum. <laughs> That's why this movie got me so much because I, I hate the fact that we got to drive around. It just, it takes away just it just takes away from who we really are. Like you shouldn't be able to move around so fast. It's so easy to get away from somebody. <laughs> Like when you live together, you live together. You know, it, you got to for, you forced to work together, and you forced yeah. to be a community. But I got a car; I can drive. You know, two hours to work if I want. Like, you know, I really don't have to really deal with a community. It's so many. It's so many ways to look at the movie, but it's like every character has their own. It's cool because every character kind of has their own like own own philosophical like views. Like you got the Albert; he's just a regular. You know, he's just a regular. Just trying to figure everything out like everybody else, you know, just a normal guy trying to figure he, he stuff had, out. He uh, had his coincidence with uh, the tall African man. Right. Just just like everybody that was, else. Uh, that was kind of like at the the first half of the movie a little bit. They, they were focusing on that more than the whole big picture. But it went, after after that went down, it kind of opened it up, which when that went down, it you had a cameo by uh, Jonah Hill in there. I think this was his first uh, feature that he ever ever played in. Uh, he was young. It was he was hilarious in this. Like he shoots, he does a spit take where milk goes flying out of oh, his yeah. mouth. It was so funny. <laughs> Actually, shot uh, like Mar- Mark Wahlberg really in the in the take. I heard it on the commentary. It was <laughs> that hilarious. Is, that was cool. And no, and nobody responded negatively negatively what he did. So it was just like probably something that he yeah. just normally do. He just a normal pig. He was just a pig. He was. That was hilarious. I just thought about this now. The the, the African guy kind of like in a way is a little bit of the um. It's like uh, it was man. supposed to represent um, 
the way that he be- he 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 betrayed himself because he lied to them about um, the apartment building, saying it was his friend's apartment building when it was actually his parents' apartment building. And the other chick figured that out. That's why she showed up in his parents' apartment building and started uh, basically t- uh, having uh, his mom read the journal mm-hmm. and then just calling her out on being like pretty much a shitty mom. And she like went off and was like, what are you, some type of bitch? Like, <laughs> they did, yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. But that was all part mm-hmm. of it. It was he was so good at betraying himself that he didn't he was blocking himself from seeing the connection because he didn't want to see the connection. It's always two sides to the coin. You definitely yep. can look at that as a form of paranoia. He was paranoid. He he was more paranoid in some ways than he was trying to figure out. Like he wanted to know why he kept running into this African guy, but he wanted to know why like something is going on. Now like, he was paranoid about this. Yeah. And it just wound up being nothing. Nothing. But nothing at all. But that's that's human. That's that's how most of us. Not most of us. That's how that's how most of us are sometimes. Definitely can't paint a broad brush on that, but that's how most of us are sometimes. I feel you. Because <laughs> he definitely was the most open character in the movie. I felt like he never really yeah. settled down on a philosophy. He kind of just moved around, just how just how we are. You know, just, that's how some people are. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, are you sure you guys aren't working together? You know, we got to mix a little bit of this and mix a little bit of that. Why can't I do both?" Yeah, he was definitely going around trying to figure out the one ultimate truth, the one thing that spoke to him. Personally, because mm-hmm. you, you could almost go down the list a little bit and like, and just like character by character, like you got the um, the Dustin Hoffman and uh, his wife, you know, Bernard and Vivian characters. From the beginning, they worked together, but they were kind of different because he had yeah. the blanket theory, but she didn't like the blanket theory. If you if you even notice, like near the end of the movie, she was like knitting. Yeah, like she was more interested in like piecing the story together. Mm-hmm. So once the story came together, she'd rather make the blanket. He just like, no, nah, the blanket is already there. Yeah. But it, it's the same thing. You there, but you're not there. Am I really here? That's one of the things. Am I here or am I not here? It doesn't matter. You a mix of both. You here, but you're not here. That was the whole thing. I'm you, you, me. We all live in this together. It's, it was one of them kind of movies to make you try to feel like that. But if you didn't feel like that, you had characters in the movie still to relate to. And that's what that was the genius behind the movie, if you ask me. Oh yeah, you can for relate sure. to every somebody. Everybody on everybody, somebody can relate to somebody in this movie, on some level. Even if you're the insignificant African guy, it's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Um, basically, they 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 had like a character study, and all these characters are pretty much going through just for the overall film's philosophical journey that they want to take the viewer on. Um, and it's, it's through a mystery and there's a lot, there's a lot of things with, uh, Jude Law and Albert. They're, they're like rivals. So they go back and forth. And in the end you see the interconnect, um, the interconnecting story of them is they both, when they lost everything, they were both the same. They're both the same person. And, um, I think they, they both came to that realization at the end that they weren't really, uh, too different, even though they had chosen different paths in life to uh take and live by still the same just you're a victim not a victim it's that's it's a way to look at it either you're gonna look at it like you're a victim or you're a champion but it's all still the same circumstance like 
you are who you are. You you might be born with a silver spoon in your mouth. You might not be born with a sp- silver spoon in your mouth. You still can switch places, or you can, you know it doesn't. It's all it's so similar sometimes depending on how you look at it, but it's all based on I don't know. I kind of took I kind of took it as to say it. it if you on top of the world, you don't you not you never gonna really like understand the people under you until you like crash down. Yeah. You know. And if you're on the bottom of the world, you're really not gonna understand the people above you until you come up. Your opinion So you're on like the same level. It's easier to be up and come down than it is to be down and come up. I think that's a fact, you know, that's that's a fact of life that, you know. The uh one of the repeating uh themes in the movie was how am I not myself? And they play, played that line at the end of the credits, how am I not myself? And that was in the scene where Jude Law, they were telling him about the Shania story that he tells over and over and over again. And he was like, I don't do, I don't do that. And they had all these recordings and they kept playing it over and over, all these different t- recordings and dates of him telling the same story over and over and over again. And he started off like, kind of laugh trying to laugh it off this and that and then slowly just broke down it completely <laughs> disconstructed him and he was like is uh you know is this all all that i am he's like no i i don't need to tell the stories i, I that's not who i am this and that and then ends up going getting pulled right into a board meeting after this and they want him to tell the story and he can't tell the story and he just kind of <laughs> throws up it's the dumbest and walks the, the hell walk, like it's walked out of the meeting and it's just like he 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 just can't live with himself because he knows that he's just been putting on this facade for so long just telling this stupid fucking story that it was uh it wasn't even a true story it turned out man, man it was it's a stupid story too that they made it a point to make it a really stupid story really stupid story yeah and so for somebody to ask you to repeat that story was so ridiculous <laughs> he started seeing the truth that's how it is like that's what make you come down. <clears throat> so, Greg, uh, what would you give this uh, movie on a rating of uh, out of ten? I give it a good. I would personally have to give it a seven, seven and a half, maybe. Just because I like all the stuff involved in it. I just like the characters. Like everybody was so. You had the main character, the Albert. He was just like just a normal person. You had these other people who were so like. They were so like, uh, just, just so, just, just this whole ontological view of everything is just so nature and just so existential. Then you had this other character who was the exact opposite, so nihilistic with their approach. There's like so many philosophical words you can put in there that it's just so crazy. Every character you had the Tommy dude, he was like the opposite of all that. He was just so quick to, he was quick to believe half of something. Like he might believe some of it, but he was so quick to just forget to just give it up but he still stuck to that little piece he stuck to his little belief he always said they had this rock throughout the whole movie he stayed on that rock that's all he could that's all he believed in but he was so quick to change everything around him like to to make the movie so deep i got to give you an a for effort so i give him a seven and a half minus the a for effort i would give it maybe a four um so would you recommend that somebody check this movie out always i mean if you got other movies on the horizon, maybe not, but, you know, <laughs> when you, uh, you know how I feel when you're down to your last, some, you know, if you're a movie head, you're down to your last movies, like, you know, check it out, it's worth it. 
it's not a um I mean definitely if you are like a, a existential or just a just a a thinker like just a person just want to watch something just to think about just have a fun movie to talk about maybe this this not the movie I would sit there and you know like yeah I'm about to sit here and have a party and watch this movie like nah <laughs> how you feel about this one right I'd I'd probably give this like a nine out of ten I'd give it a little bit higher oh I kind of right. yeah I fucking love this movie um so that's probably a little bit of my personal opinion in there I mean it it is. It, it is kind of long. Like it, they could have, you know, made it maybe a, a little bit shorter, tightened it up a little bit. Um, and I think I heard the director mention that in the commentary. But uh, I just love the characters in this movie so much. I think that's why I have to rank it so high. I think the writing was uh, really good. Um, I, I know when I was listening to the commentary, the director was talking about like a lot of these characters and experiences were um, just things that had happened to him. Like different things with like people telling the same story over and over and over again, and uh, this person like sucking on the ice cream cone in the car. Uh, <laughs> she was fucking that ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> like just different things like that, just little random little sh- little shit like that, little funny things, the funny fun- the funnier side of life, and just having that <laughs> overall that. like yeah. existential theme with with the comedy is something that I haven't seen many movies do. I haven't seen many comedies. That have like existential themes, you know, or pose these types of physio- uh, philosophical questions. So to me, this is a very unique movie to me. So that's why I had to, I'd have to uh, rank it so high. I mean, it is very uh, kind of like a Wes Anderson type movie. And um, I did hear in the commentary the director talking about, oh, when he saw Rushmore, he knew he wanted to work with uh, Jason Schwartzman and put him in a movie. So, I mean, maybe this had some type of Wes Anderson influence. I'm not sure, but, I mean, I think it's a great movie, so I would definitely recommend wow. it. A nine from you. We got more detail. A nine from you. <laughs> a nine? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I really like this movie. I just really like the whole the whole message of this movie and just, yeah, the, the, the more, like, philosophical types of uh, themes with the interconnectivity and the blanket theory and the theory of nothingness and the meaningless and then you're bringing it all together that but it's still connected even though you're 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 drawn into human drama it's still connected yeah i definitely give them that yeah it's a good movie man and it's strange well, i don't know if you you remember this tv show herman's head back in the day no yeah. okay this guy herman it was like this tv show actually just a small tidbit the lady who do lisa simpson voice she played in it okay but anyway it was like this he was he'd be living life, but this whole like office to be going on in his head with different characters, and they right. come together and they talk. But then that kind of influences what he does in real life. And the way Albert, if you if you take Albert out of this movie, you could put all these people inside of his head. That's kind of how we are. You got this kind of a person that you think like this sometimes. Sometimes you kind of existential. Sometimes you're not. Sometimes you're just a regular guy. Sometimes you're goofy. Sometimes the blanket theory, all of this is all inside your head anyway. That's kind of a good way to kind of capsulize it in some ways. I don't know, man. That's why I like I like movies that make me think about shit like that. Like <laughs> yeah. That just make you go around in loops. That's why I gave it. That's why I, you know. The seven and a half, but a nine from Ryan. Wow, I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch the movie again. You might. I mean, I said watch a movie then. It's. 
I mean, it's 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 just one of my favorites, so I might be a little biased, but yeah, I got to give it a nine out of ten. I would say I heard Huckabees. Definitely check it out. Thanks for listening to our episode today of What the Fuck Did I Just Watch? You can find us on social media on Facebook and Instagram at Why Did I Watch That? Hit us up.